Hello, welcome to episode 44 of Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blog cast. I am uh, Emily, and I am going to read to you a blog in just a few short moments. Um, I feel like I would like to be the kind of podcaster who has like business to take care of at the beginning of the podcast, like, you know, advertisers to uh, like talk, talk about or like, um, like mail to read or stuff to plug or something. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and uh, that's usually what happens here at the beginning. I don't have any of that stuff, so I'm not sure what else I have to tell you about. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to read you the blog. How about that? I'm just going to read you uh, a blog. It's called Sexism Can Still Surprise Me. Um, I reference a, a Twitter, a tweet story, a t- t- I don't know, what do you call them? Like a chain of tweets? I know it's got a name. <laughs> Whatever. Tweet storm, um, tweet story, twit, Twitter explosion. <laughs> I'm making shit up. Sorry. Uh, anyway, I'm going to read you. It's, it references that. And if you, so if you just, um, you may want to go to the link in the podcast notes, uh, which will send you to the blog, um, which will uh, have a link to the Twitter story I'm talking about. Um, if you don't know about the Twitter story, uh, basically it's, a, a guy, um, and, uh, his coworker changed email signatures so that it seemed like she was signing his emails and it seemed like she was signing his and, um, his, his t- Twitter story and her story on medium kind of sum up what happened, but, um, it's, a, uh, it's an interesting, um, kind of breakdown of, of how difficult it was for him and how much easier it was for her in their, in their work worlds. So read that if you get a chance. Um, or you can probably just like Google email sexism on Twitter and you'll probably find it. So here is sexism can still surprise me. I can't stop thinking about that story about the employees who switched email signatures and how it revealed incredible sexism. If you haven't read it, read the woman's account and then click through to it to the man's Twitter thread. I've seen a lot of responses to this story that can most easily be summed up as, no duh. A lot of people of all genders have said, not surprising. But I will confess to being surprised. Not that there's sexism, I suppose, but that it could be so plainly revealed. And in email, too. But it also feels more like the fish in water not knowing it's wet situation. Like sexism is the water I swim in and I feel like I understand a lot of it. I understand when I'm being denied opportunity or being dismissed or ignored or talked over or patronized or harassed or any number of things. But the specifics of this sexism floored me. You mean men get shit done in half the time simply because they're not being questioned and challenged at every turn? There were aspects that were not surprising, the getting asked out, the harassment, but the time, the time, double the time, this shocked me. And it makes me wonder what other behaviors are hiding in my experience in plain sight. 
I've been noticing sexism ever since I was a baby feminist, and I suppose I thought at some point I would know about all the sexisms. I suppose I thought I'd know the whole ocean of sexist behaviors or conditions. But I see now that's impossible. Each new sexist surprise teaches me something new. For example, at my local bodega, a man got a little too close to me while examining the chocolate in front of the registers. He apologized and backed away. Then he returned and reached for the chocolate bars in front of me, inches from my crotch as if it were no big deal. I was so shocked I couldn't react. And once I was home, I thought of all the things I should have done. Possibilities? Scream, grab his hand and move away. Pin his hand in place with my knee, elbow to with the head, aloud, what do you think you're doing? Or how about you get the fuck out of my personal space? I'm prepared for the next time some dude unconsciously invades my space, but with so many surprises to anticipate, I can never be prepared for every instance of sexism. Now, again, as in the email sexism, for a lot of people, this is a no-duh situation. For women who've had their personal space violated on multiple occasions, this dude's hand would not be surprising. But I was surprised. This was a part of the sexist ocean I was unfamiliar with. I've had creeps invade my personal space before, but those previous invasions were always obvious. It's the old man groping on the overly crowded bus scenario. But there, too, the first time that happened, I was so shocked I did not know what to do. Every first encounter with a new flavor of sexism is going to be surprising, and those will be not surprising to the people who have endured them again and again. If you've been groped on a bus a dozen times, you might deliver a no-duh to someone who reports their first grope, or their friend's first grope. If you've seen explicit email sexism in action, if you say work in customer service and watch it unfold every day, this email story may well be a no-duh situation. But for the rest of us, it still has the power to surprise and reveal something in action that I would not have included in a list of possible sexist behaviors. Every little bit of the sexism ocean that we light up and reveal helps the other fish swimming through it and gives us tools to fight it, too. Things I've learned to try from these two surprising sexism. One, if I'm experiencing a time-wasting pushback via email, I can write back from my imaginary associate, Jack, and see if he can't get it done faster. Two, if anyone reaches into my personal space, I will pick up the hand the way I'd pick up a disgusting piece of garbage and say, to whom does this inappropriate hand belong? So, there you have it. Sexism, surprises, all the fun stuff. Uh, yeah, and the, the sexisms just get more and more insane the longer this administration is in the White House. Um, yeah, so what... what uh, I, I'm trying to figure out what song to put here for you at the end. Um, I, I'm, I'm really struck by how, how much the music that I, that like from the eighties is exactly right for the moment for me. 
And I don't know if that's because that's the, the music that was important to me as a young person. And so it sort of comes back when I need it. Or if the, the sort of pushing against the, the political situation in the 80s was such that we, we had this kind of political, I don't know, there, there, there's a flavor of, of rebellion that I need like hell right now. So, yeah, and I, I've been really obsessing over Crowded House again, which who I have always loved and loved from the minute I heard them. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, I've just been like, right, I still, I love, I, 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 like, love. And for the first time, I am learning how to play some of their songs and singing through them and just really enjoying them. And they feel newly relevant in a whole other way. Like, there's this kind of political lens on them that I never experienced as a as a young person. You know, I was like, what, 14 or something when I started listening to Crowded House? Something like that. I was in high school, maybe even middle school. I think high school. But so I, 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 there's this kind of, they're kind of perfect, some of these songs for the current moment. So um, I'm working up a few of those. Um, none of them are explicitly about sexism. But, but, but everything about this current moment is also about sexism. <laughs> so anyway, we'll see which song I give you here. Here it is, whatever it is. There is freedom within, there is freedom without. Try and catch the deluge in a paper cup. There's a battle ahead, many battles are lost, but you'll never see the end of the road while you're traveling. to the door of your 